0: The left wing coverage of the Carlow Football Championships is brought to you in association with Talba Fitness Carlow, Connolly's Top Line Bidenstown, Scats Bouncing Castles, JJ Services Tullow, Seamus Byrne Electrical, your number one for pitch floodlighting installation, Milano's Takeaway Bidenstown, PFT Travel, the Arboretum Garden Centre, Railwheeling Limited, Art Spas and Carlow Electrical Services.
1: Good everybody, welcome on in to the Left Wing Back uh, podcast. No, Kevin Regan has not put on four stone and uh, suddenly become uh, this size. It's uh, Brian who here uh, presenting tonight uh, to allow Kevin uh, a chance to finally contribute a little bit more because he has a lot to say and a lot of valuable things to say too. Also tonight we have uh, Paul Byrne, uh, aka Fisher, uh, from uh, Clonmore. Welcome along lads and uh, keep our country now.
2: Has gone wrong, I think.
0: Thanks, thanks, Brian. Up, thanks, Brian. Up, but the, the only thing is, the whole Scott Court lot better looking. Whatever we we'll get.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, to it, uh Appreciate you trusting me with your with your baby because uh, it's not it can't be easy to let go of the reins. Um, although in fairness, just to let everyone know, Kev still has control of everything, so in two seconds he can just cut me off. So uh, there's no panic at all. Uh, it was some weekend of uh football action. Not just um I'd say senior intermediate level, but the, the junior threw up a couple of uh, good results as well. But we're going to start. Uh, at the senior level. And personally, I think there's only one place to start and that's with um, the Pal O'Loughlin result. Now, Kev, I know you said that the left wing back uh, predicted that result and I have to be honest and say I had no hand at or part in that prediction because I did not see that happening. I would have felt Pal must have been a sting in the tail, um, especially after losing to, to Rathfilly, and um, it turned out um, O'Loughlin, I mean, they came out all guns blazing and, um, and got the result. Yeah, look... I didn't see a ball being kicked, but I, I felt it, you know you've seen enough to be able to
0: make a calculated judgment. And I felt that there was an awful lot of disregard for, for all Auckland, given the caliber of player that they have, and that they were going to get results somewhere. I did feel it was going to be this one, and that's not because Pollard are soft touch, they're county champions, hmm. uh, clearly not a soft touch. But the caliber of players they're actually missing, like you take care of more now of any team, yep. you know, and Jack Brenner coming into it, and a and few others missing, it has an effect like do the opposite, look at look at all Auckland, take Mikey Bambrick out of it, take Shawnee Bambrick out of it, mm-hmm. and they're a completely different side. Now, it's in no way surprising, uh, it blows the whole thing wide open, and Dunzer, I don't know how you've done this, because in the full of me health, I'd need to and to, to try to work out permutations, but you have worked out permutations, and literally, anything could happen in this group next weekend, as a result, so, it's yeah, wide open.
1: Seven of the eight teams, uh, Fish, can um, still win this senior Championship. Uh, which I don't remember happening. Maybe it has happened last year, so I don't recall it being uh, as open. Poor Alfenna are the only ones who, who can't um, get out of the group at, at this stage. But the other seven teams, you can honestly say, depending on results next week, can advance to the next round. And in theory, a couple of results go back to back, and next thing you're in a county final, and I do think in a final. Yeah, the only thing uh,
2: I presume with Seven uh, capable or in a position to win of that Seven, there's surely then three that potentially could end up, uh, or two could potentially end up playing Fennet then, could they? On the yeah, flip so side.
0: Yeah, could end oh, up... The, the relegation, yeah, yeah. On, on the other side, yeah. So this is mm. literally it where anything could happen. So, Brian, I think we figured, uh, you figured, not me. Yeah. You, you <laughs> figured that, that Paul could end up there. Aero could end up there. Old Auckland, can they still end up there? I'm not too sure. You do there, black and white.
1: Yeah, I'll go down through it. Uh, so, um, in group one, Rangers, Tin and the Town are all true to the next round, and the only question is in what order. All right? Yep. Um, in group two, then, Red are the only team guaranteed a spot in at least a quarter final. The O'Locked and Red game uh, could be a battle for top spot. And then, if Palatine beat a rogue, uh, a rogue and Palatine face a battle, knowing that if a rogue win, Palatine are facing a, a relegation battle against um of in the other round. Like there's no I don't think any bookie would have given you odds on the county champions uh potentially um coming up against the, the, the second game before a relegation playoff. Like it's just on it's just unbelievable. Um, yeah it's mad
0: it is it is mad stuff when you when you look at it from from that point of view. And like Brian this would be a common enough thing across the pond here we'll say in <laughs> in leash but I don't ever really remember seeing it happen in um in Carlo as such because mm-hmm. you know you get teams that come with periods of dominance like there's no great one in a row champions as such like Pal go back to back or go back to back. Rafili you know, they they come strong, they're there thereabouts. And they never seem to be in trouble after that. But this this really is a bizarre set of circumstances which which could pan out. And let's face it, like this game is over in Fena here in Palatine This like any, anything could happen traditionally, we know it. there's a bit of a hoodoo or an Indian sign they're all yes. do they have over Pal, but they would love nothing better to pull the rug under them this time,
1: definitely. And just in, and um, I go through more of the permutations in a sec, right? But one of the conclusions I, I came to last night was that when the final whistle blows, obviously the game's are all going to drop at the same time, but when the final whistle goes, we'll be in a situation where literally every player, barred the, uh, lads in the Fennet team, will have to turn around and look and see, well. What were the results? It'd be like the Blackburn uh United oh. situation back in was it ninety three or ninety four, whatever it was. Yeah, um, and I, I honestly got in I don't know how many years of uh, watching football, but I've never I never remember going into Dr. Cullen Park or, or the train training centre in Fennet and not being able to reasonably be able to predict well uh, what's gonna happen, like, you know. Um it could the, be
2: like a, it could be like New Year's Eve of all, the, the phone network might not be able to cope at that particular point. <laughs> the text
1: message flying everywhere. Definitely, and um we need to talk about the fixtures as well because obviously you've got Paul Rogue is fixed for Training Centre and Fener. Now that's a, that's a huge game to have in the Training Centre, which is a fabulous facility, uh, especially with you know the shop there now and everything. It's it's class, but um, it's probably a game you nearly would have expected to be in in uh, Network Cullen Park. It's just so difficult if every game has to drop at the same time and the permutations are so uh, tight. It's just really uh, tricky. The Rafili um. A rogue game like 30 points. Uh, um, you, I suppose, going by recent form, and I know in the local paper it was said that you know, over the last few years, I feel you've had uh, sort of the edge, but it's not too long ago, like a rogue four in a row champions, and um, for the two of them to produce a, a 30 point thriller was uh, was something else, um, and it was a huge crowd in there, um. Uh, their evening but it was uh, I don't know it's a bit hard for me with a referee head on to look at uh, unbiasedly what was the what's the feeling around the county gentlemen
0: well Fish I'd like to get Fish's thoughts on this because for me the standout thing is the fact that there's 30 points split as even as a winner you can get over it so literally you know 16-14 and I mean they play every day of the week and that 16-14 or a one or two score game most times anyway. But I it's really pleasing. Like we always would say from a coach point of view whenever I was involved with less than that last year, try score 16 times, right? And or else the target try equate that to two sixteen, And most of the winners are actually are hitting that but they hit 16 scores and still hit 14. If you would 14 scores in car a lot of time you're going to win like. <laughs> and they all didn't the other day. The scores from what I could see in the highlights looked of, of a real high quality you know, high caliber scores as well. No different to Ireland, the and the binding sandwich. I you know we'll come to, uh, no different to to the scores in Pal or Auckland as well. That's that's kind of stand out for for me. You know, Fish, I don't know. You're a bit closer to to Brian's side than I am, but there is big big talk about Rafferty over the past few weeks, all of a slap, and that five to one is actually looking fairly alright. I think now at the moment, anyway. Yeah. Well, tomorrow. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but if you look at the games so far, they're certainly the form team. And as you say, putting up 16 points uh, against anybody or scoring 16 times, invariably, uh, if teams, you know, scoring that amount of times, there might be a couple of goals through in there. So I suppose from an ARO point of view, they'd probably be looking at it, look what we managed to penetrate it as well, 14 times. And, you know, if, if, if 12 of them were points and two of them were goals, we, we'd we have won it. You know, that type of a thing. So there's very little in, 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 in between all of them. But uh, just looking at the, the highlights as well, I, I look, I thought some of the, some of the scores from Philly were just fantastic. You know, Brendan got a couple, he got one off his left foot there near the end as well. Jake Elliott got one. It was think Brandon got one. Just, you know, lads just weren't afraid to shoot and look at, traditionally, <laughs> traditionally, uh, you know, Rafalee have probably won county championships scoring uh, half that or scoring half a million times, you know. quarter of it. And, <laughs> yeah, and, um, it's, it's, it's nice to watch what they're doing now it's nice to watch, you know, your your, your corner forwards are coming off the end line, they're looping, It's it, it looks good, definitely looks good now, you know, to be fair, they all got some nice scores on the day as well, but, um, from what I could see, certainly on the highlights, I know there was a bit of confusion there with uh, a bit of the commentary on what I was looking at. But um, as to who was scoring, I, I think Brendan Hennessy had to, had to correct it a couple of times. They we were getting the, the ones wrong, wrong. But like it was nip and took the whole way from the from the bits. And fair enough, look at highlights or highlights. But uh, certainly, you know, Rafferty definitely looked like the form team. And it
1: was, it was interesting... Um we started off with, with Brendan in full forward for the whole of the first half. He was the, in midfield for the throw-in, went in full forward, and our lads didn't really uh, kick much ball into him. Uh, Arogue had an awful lot of the possession, and um, they um, within a half time uh, point up. There were actually there were three points up with I think it was three or four minutes to go till half time, and then there was three rapid fire points made it a, a bit closer. He was out midfield second half, and uh, she kicked four. Uh, Outrageous points that were uh, that really, but it's really interesting you say about the, the 14 16 scores, So, just looking at the results, right? Um, well, 213, Pal 14 points, there's 15 scores versus 14 uh, mm-hmm. scores. Um, then you had ourselves and our affiliate and a rogue 16 14, um, to Ryland and Bangladesh 13 to 17, mm-hmm. and then you had Fenna and Rangers 212, 14 scores to nine. So, uh, like 14 to 15 scores is going to win you Um, pretty much any of these senior championship games, you know? Um, we have to... To
0: Just over across and, and give a mention to Adam McCarron, actually. Maybe that's what yeah. you were going to come to there. Mm. There's, a, there's a couple of things on, on Adam, right? Adam is a player of huge potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, some coaches hate that word, but he really does have it in his locker. What he needed to do, in my opinion, from what I saw, was bulk up a bit and get a bit bigger. Now, he looks like he's had to put a bit of work in in that regard, and... The, the agility you're talking about scores on the loop. It was one of those scores, a bit of a pirouette job, and he comes in around. Like, and you can talk about this guy, you just get the sense that the more you talk about him, the more he loves it. Maybe like Simon Ray at that age, maybe like Sleek left footed as well. There's lots of parallels. This guy is going to be key
1: for it at all. I think he's a serious player. One of the things uh, that stood out there tonight was uh, he just seems to have absolutely like. It doesn't matter whether he's a tight angle, a wide angle. He will shoot from like the confidence doesn't seem to be the problem, do you know? Um, mm. And uh, he's such a young guy. Uh, like I can see. I think I said it in the report. I can see a rogue building a team around him uh, with Jordan Morris leading the way from out the field. And there's another handful of lads around there that could really. Um, you wouldn't be surprised um, to see an A-Rogue team starting to build uh, from that. And in saying that, Kevin like said this to you on the phone, like, uh, okay, Rafferty have won two games. Rangers have won two games. Uh, back in 2014, Rafferty lost the first two games, won their third one, went on to win the championship. So, like, we're talking about PAL possibly facing relegation. PAL could win back-to-back championships still, like, and it's... it's uh, it uh, wouldn't be one bit surprising, you know. Um, the other thing to uh, talk about then is Rangers. Uh, they've, uh, they're have they now top of are sitting. Giant um, top. Giant top, three points. Um, you know, we were, I suppose, a bit surprised with the drawn game uh, with New Island. Um, I thought said would have um, kept it a little bit closer. Obviously, they're short, a couple of lads. Um, but, I mean, are Rangers now the most dangerous team in the championship? Would anybody want to play them? Sure, it's kind of like uh I tell you what it's like
0: now. It's like the young one years ago that you are fond of, and you you break up with it or whatever, and shatter going off with some other fella, right? And you're like, well, maybe she'd be different this time. And I just feel the Rangers are kind of like that, you know. <laughs> they they are a team that you can really, they are a team that you really have a grow for in a in in a football in sense. And then it gets to the semi finals, whatever, and they do go and let you down again uh, inevitably and you've made the wrong choice. Um, Is it going to be different this time? Duns are like, I know you have, you feel it is a little bit different. Um, the guy they have coaching them uh, shouldn't go unnoticed. Like this guy, Paul O'Brien is a serious operator and the fact that, you know, he's come in and he's there overseeing both things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not going to be communication issues from the crossover with Hurland because he's obviously over the Hurlers too. like, And they're planning... You know they're planning. They're planning for Kenny champions at the end of the day. They've got the they've got momentum behind them. I, do, I just I don't know. I I don't know. Have they got the potential to do it? Absolutely. Um. I don't know, Fisher. What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, I I think to be fair to uh, the manager and in fairness to the club, I think it's the only way they could do it. Uh, I don't think it works in the dual clubs when you have you know two different guys and you're, you're pulling against you know pulling against each other to some degree or you know trying to prioritize. Um. One look at it. as always, they look, uh, you know, they look athletic, they look fit. Um, you know, they got some nice scores the other night. Now, I have to say, I thought they were, uh, you know, they were, they were pretty decent, but but having said that, you know, I suppose, you know, it's, it's what will happen from here on in, really, is, is, is where you can judge them. I know they did they, they, they beat Red Philly a couple of years ago, Brian, or they, the semi final or quarter final, sorry, the quarter final, not sure, yeah. but maybe Red got over the got over them. I, I was at it, and, and I just remember saying you know you kind of say to yourself if they weren't a dual club you know would would they, would they would they win senior championships in football possibly yes but then the other side of it is if they weren't a dual club with the success they have in on the hurling field would you still have the same lads with the same appetite to play football because obviously these lads will play anything at this stage you know you could have a rounders team down there and everybody will pull together I suppose at this stage and play it you know what I mean so uh, I, I think you know I don't think one uh, code harms the other down there. I think that's, Mm. it's just trying to, trying to get lads to, you know, stay injury-free, trying to obviously prioritise to some degree, but certainly when they put on the, uh, you know, the football boots and the jersey and and take off the helmets, you know, they're still, they're still a force to be reckoned with, you know.
1: Uh, Fika Fitzpatrick, and I, no hesitation saying this, would play for any senior team, I would think, uh, in most clubs in Leinster. he is, an absolute not just an outstanding athlete but he's the, some of his ball skills um he's able to field it high he's tough in the tackle curls over balls from forty meters like this guy is absolutely serious and I'll be honest I, I he wasn't on my radar as a footballer I obviously been you know keep an eye on the hurdle and that and you see the name but uh he is absolutely like a serious serious footballer.
2: Ah uh, he's class I, I oh he was I was involved in a couple of uh 20 stains of that where where, where Fico was in and obviously you know you were you were getting them when he when when he wasn't hurling and stuff like that but he, he's 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 class he's you know as you say he's an absolute athlete he's I'd say he's professional in everything he does to be quite honest with you um but he he was very good the other night as well now I have to say though I do have sympathy. You know, I did have sympathy for, for Fenn. I thought they, they, they did a lot of good things. You know what I mean? They did an awful lot of good things. So, like, first five or six minutes there, Parry Hines was in full forward and he absolutely, you know, ripped the whole lot apart in, in about five minutes. Um, and he was excellent. I thought Cormac Lomax was very good. I thought uh, Jamie McCabe was doing well. There was three or four or five lads in the first 10, 15 minutes. I thought were were excelling. But just as it went on, I suppose Rangers were able to kind of, you know, the, a couple of the big men there, they were kicking ball into Edward Bourne and people like that, and they were just, just able to pick out scores a little bit handier. Fella, you know, probably worked a bit hard, maybe took it into tackles that they shouldn't have bothered taking it into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's. i, I can
1: actually, like, and I say this as somebody who never kicked senior football in my life, so, like, who, who am I to be even making this statement? But. They frustrated the life out of me. I'm looking at that lads on that field who are like Fenner lads who are absolute athletes of like top class athletes, well able to play football. And it just I don't know is it a confidence thing? Is there is there that that step up when you come up to senior that all of a sudden you, you play within yourself and you you don't express yourself as much? Uh, but there's so much more football in that Fena team, and like I wouldn't be one bit surprised if whoever they end up. Uh, meeting in the relegation, if they manage to uh, to get a result, there's tons more football in them, Kev.
0: There is, and uh, Duns, I know we've been speaking about this, and, and Fisher, I'd be interested to hear what you think of it as well, but for me, if you go back for the last, say, 10, 12 years of teams that have come up from intermediate, there's a fierce yo-yo effect. Now, I feel that Fenner, in my opinion, were the best-placed team to go up, sustain the grade, and actually make a serious impact at the grade as well, given... Mm-hmm. Again, given given the raw materials that they have at their disposal. Now, I know at the start of the year, I think there was difficulty in trying to actually get someone to come in and coach or whatever. And fair play to the Hickeys, two passionate clubmen. They've come in and they are doing their best with them. Now, there is always an issue there. I'm not going to say it's an issue, but there's a difficulty with Ballin Killen. And it's not animosity. It's just... A, um, I often think, Jays, if they were out fucking Lockton Ridge, you know what it's like when you have <laughs> two of those But there seems, there seems to be that little bit of um, difficulty that, that arises from, from time to time with that, like if you were to ask me now, just, you can have the choice of, uh, of coaching a team and you could see somewhere that you could make tangible progress with, I would pick Fennett because I think if they do go down this year and they come back up again, which I think there's a good chance they would, you know, you could see what you could get out of those lads mm-hmm. if, uh, you know, get them on board see the talent they have and from that point of view, Brian, that you said that they've they have disappointed. point disappointed mm-hmm. to me, anyway, for sure. Be- only because you know they're so much better. Not yeah. because you want to be knocking the chops or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And Paul, I don't know. Am I talking shite when they say are, we're they're the best place team to come up and make an impact? But I can't remember any other team having the level of talent they have uh, coming up on promotion. Like you know.
2: Yeah, no, I think definitely you're right. I think. um you know, when they won it, certainly because of the age profile of the players, because of the fact that, you know, uh, obviously just on a, on a personal level, you'd know a lot of them and, and all of that type of thing. And you'd say definitely uh, they will they, they will survive. But again, you know what I mean? But for maybe one or two additional lads there the other night, they probably would have beat Rangers. You know what I mean? We wouldn't be talking about them in the context of, of, of a relegation battle. I do believe, though, even in a relegation final, I think there's another kick in them. I think there's definitely another kick in them. Um, I think if 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 they maybe play with, let's just say, slightly more abandonment as opposed to yeah. anything else, as if they're just playing in the schoolyard and it's a one-off game, uh, I think I think there's another kick in them, definitely.
1: Yeah, uh, I think, interestingly, uh, in the fixtures this weekend, their game was actually in the training centre uh, against Tano Island. Now, uh, you, you probably wouldn't be giving them uh, much of a chance, and I, I say that respectfully, Um and to is isn't too far away so they probably can't really argue that it's a it's not like a crow park job with uh with those rather like you know um we need to move on to intermediate but just to maybe go through the permutations but just to finish off the senior uh if that's all right with you um so in, in in group one we said i uh, said it already but ternaryland rangers and um Bagnestown are all guaranteed to go through we just have to find out uh, who tops it and who goes second and third. So that's what they'll be looking for when the final whistle blows on um, Sunday evening. In Group 2, then, um, Raffili are true, uh, not necessarily guaranteed semi-final spot, though a Loughlin-Raffili game, that, uh, is basically um, the top of the table, clash, and then Palareiro, the loser of that, um, potentially could end up in a relegation. I, I, if a loughlin beat Raffili, uh, then the, the loser of palais rogue goes into relegation is that clear or am i going too fast i think i think it's as clear as you can make it because there's, <laughs> there's so much with it the
0: clarification on the score difference braino actually yeah, yeah we did a lot of people well messing us asking what is going on given the circumstances below and clear. um and actually a shout out to Hugh party oburni who's in touch with us recently he's coaching nine killing the morning down there and I don't know did it work out in the end I didn't I didn't uh, actually pay too much heed to this but he was telling me there was a chance going to the last round that the last four winners were not going to go to the group stages, which was just mad stuff all together. But what happened down there is, and this is the whole thing with score difference. So as we know, the head-to-head comes into play first. And if you have three teams that are level on points, uh, the understanding is, and I, I do believe there's official um there's something official going out tomorrow, but we've we've got we've got a, a reliable informant uh, who's been very kind to us, and I won't mention any names, but you get three teams level on points. It's only the score difference between those three teams games. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So disregard the other team that's not involved in it. And that. And so to, to, that's to use a, to
1: a practical example then in, in the group where Fena have ended up um bottom and uh, not by huge margins, but uh, in theory, then what usually happens, the team that's bottom of the thing and everyone has maybe put up a big score against them and it's about, it's about well, what the more you can beat them by is going to guarantee you your, your place, whereas that's out off the table now and the, the games that were, where it was closer are actually the ones that uh, are going to matter and that makes it probably that bit fairer as well.
0: Yeah, and if it gets, if it gets hairier again, then there's all kinds of stuff like goals, or not goals, uh, scores for, um, if- Will, will become a thing now. Hopefully, doesn't get to to that level because you, you Paul, weren't taught about phone calls. I tell you, uh, <laughs> phone calls and maybe morphine and several other things to try and work out that one, right? But yeah, you've uh, I think you've, you've uh, summed it up pretty well there.
1: I'll tell you what, stay out of the press box on Sunday evening because with five minutes to go, everyone will just be turning around looking up, ask like the man that told the answers, which we won't know either. Like, you know, um, yeah. moving on to the intermediate, uh, for me. Uh, massive standout game, history maker, uh, but Kildavin and Kilbride, um, local derby, um, as as tough as a game as you can probably get to referee. And Marion Hayden, um, first woman to referee in intermediate championship game. Obviously, um Pamela had done a junior game, was it last year or the year before? Um, yeah. but uh and I don't mind admitting to people, but um I was bringing my niece and nephew to to the Raffili game and the obviously wants to do the report on the 11 game. So picked him up and, uh, raced into Carlo stuck behind the tractor. Anyway, coming up to steps four minutes, uh, or sorry, uh, was it was, I think I've seen two and a half minutes on the clock or something. And up into the press box and, and Bambi was there. And I said, well, what did I miss? After missed the goal in the straight red card. <laughs> and I, what? Uh, so, what basically what happened was, um, almost from the throw in, it was a line ball, uh, or an instant over on the sideline and, um, friend to left wing back, James Foley went over to put in a challenge. Ball came across far side of the field and ultimately ended up with Liam Roberts sticking it back at net for a 11 goal. And then, um, Marian Hayden consulted with her linesman and uh, with the umpires. And, um, next thing, James Foley gets a straight right card. And like, I mean, you could not have written that, that uh, a fellow referee in the first minute of a local derby in a history making match for a woman referee intermediate game for the first time. Uh, w- w- if you said that was going to happen, you'd, you know, it's where it was made up. But uh, it was, I have to say, she, um, like, and you'd say it, was, it shouldn't matter, but it, it was historic. And she did an absolutely brilliant job on a game that I'll be honest, and I used to referee, I would have been shitting my cacks refereeing that game. And I don't, I like, that was a really, really like, as close as a local derby you're going to get. She did an absolutely uh, brilliant job. I, I'm sure James and um, Parikiki would disagree because uh, Parikiki got match Orders as well for a second yellow. Um, but I mean, it was, it was a, a, a tough game as you get. And obviously, Kilavan uh, came out, uh, winners in the end, which puts Kilbride, um I suppose, at the bottom of that group. But Fisher, um, like, from a, I suppose, with, with your Clamore hat on, you um, at the moment, you'd probably rather face Kilbride than Killevin, uh, when you see a result like that. Uh,
2: I suppose to some degree, and in fairness, to Kilbride and uh, it's it, you know they've done an amazing job there in the last few years, to be quite honest. Because I'm sure numbers are not always easy to tug out, and uh, you know I've seen uh, you know you see a lot of the same faces and the same names that even would have played against yourself <laughs> some time ago. You know, and they're still there, and in fairness, to them, they're still talking out, and they're still refusing to. To give in, and I suppose look at it. It's not a, it's not a generation ago like they, they beat us in the county final, you know. So like it's um they're 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 a good club in in that sense, you know. They'll they'll show up, and that's 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 always a that's always a good start, I suppose. Uh, Kildavan look at the they the, they've obviously become a bit of a dual club lately as well, and a bit of success there. So I don't know whether that had a had an effect uh, on, on on maybe uh, some of their performances so far. I don't know, Um but. You know, one thing's for sure—they'll—they'll—they'll they'll, they'll, they'll be fit and they'll be strong and they'll will be, be all of those—those uh, those things. Um, I think, though, you know, just getting back to uh, to 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 Marion's piece, and it's—you know—it should be noted, definitely historic. Um, you know, I didn't see the the, the game, and I didn't see the incident uh, or either incident, but you know, it takes a bit of bottle to make a, a big decision like that, especially early in a game. Um, especially with everything else that was going on around it in terms of the hype, and I you know I'm sure there was a bit of pressure there on, on a personal level. But uh, you know, it's a big call. So, um, uh, and obviously, look at as you say, lads mightn't agree with the call, but but to make it takes a bit of bottles. Uh, I think it won't be long till uh, we're talking about um, Marion and, and, and maybe Pamela as well uh, doing doing games at a higher level. No question yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, I go as far as to say there's there's easier senior games you, you could have given her to. to to, to bludder if you want to use that expression, like you know, um, and there's a great point about how early in the game the famous Roy Keane tackle on was Overmars, uh, in 2001, um, when McIntyre got, McIntyre got the goal, uh, it was a 30 seconds a minute in, and Keane like should have got straight red for, for absolutely demolishing him, like, and referee wasn't going to give it, um, yeah. I'm just glad I'm glad Marion wasn't refereeing that game, uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. a, uh, but see, the the, the thing is, there like, um, and look, we we will make it known. We didn't we didn't give much notice. So this is on us, but we did make an attempt to try and get, Marion and James on this evening. Not to, not to stir a shite up. I know well that if James felt he was wrong, he'd be the first person to say it. And I I can guarantee you that that man that man is hurting over that, and he'd be disappointed because he'd know what what goes with it. You know. The whole thing of referee gets sent off and he, he would. I know well he would, I know the type of guy he is. And um, but I also know that if the two of them were here, they'd they probably have a little bit of a chuckle about it. And maybe at the end of the year, um that might happen. Uh some stage all all going well anyway. Uh but uh it was it was a it was a big call for sure. the other interesting thing, and I hope the correction, I'm fairly certain that James can't referee now this weekend. So the, the, the person pulling her hair out the most I say is John McDonald. <laughs> the fixture's uh, fixture secretary because we've already got a shortage. Uh Pat Moore at 72 or three years of age, referee Lockland Bridge in the Cox. You know, so there's a there's a few headaches after coming out of that one right now.
1: Definitely. Um the Clonmore um never One game then uh I was at that, that on um was that Friday night? Uh um I tell you one thing, uh Clonmore absolutely love hard work. L- like God, so, like, and there's some great footballers, but my God, Fish, like, time and time again, doing all the hard parts, like, breaking a tackle, and then uh, maybe a 10-yard hand pass, and, like, the bounce five yards into a felt like, I want to say been hard actually without it, because like, they had done as much as they could possibly do, and when they came to the easy parts, then it, they seemed to, I don't know, lose concentration or whatever it was, you know?
2: Yeah, and I suppose again, and if we get back to the earlier conversation in relation to you know the amount of scores it takes to win win matches. I suppose I think you know Michael got Michael got nine points and Clon Moore got one six. I don't think either of those scores would win any match. To be honest with you, you know, outside of outside of uh, managing to draw that one. Um, I suppose the, the interesting thing going into that game really was I suppose a, a fairly below par performance by Michael against uh, um, St Patrick's and mm. Look, um, and you know I was at that game, and I thought to be fair, they, you know, they were a little bit all over the place. And you know, I think in fairness, Adam Kenny summed it up very well when you were interviewing him the other day. You know, it, it was it was very obvious from the first day that uh, you know football was almost a little bit foreign to them at that stage. You know, they needed to get back into the uh, the feel of it and all of that. But uh, I have to say, fair play to uh, to McBurn and to, to all the all the. Uh, players there like they they were a different animal completely uh, against Clonmore but having said that you know that doesn't that doesn't necessarily uh, say that Clonmore shouldn't have shouldn't have shouldn't have beaten them they probably should have uh, on form going into the game but certainly on the night I think And again I think Adam kind of said it like the clammore goal certainly uh, tipped everything in favour uh, and you would have said to yourself at that point that was want to see it out now at this stage, you know. Um, but I think, you know, to take your point then, there was an awful lot of turnover ball, there was an awful lot of work done and then a pass going astray. Um, and I think I think overall, I think they, uh, the Clamor lads, you know, would be I'd say relatively disappointed to some degree. But also, I suppose, uh, you know, it's 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 a draw. It's a point. You know, they're guaranteed knockout football. Um, but I expect uh, I'd expect a bit of a reaction there. And it'll be interesting to see actually uh, Michel and Grange in the last game because um, you know I, I, I talk Grange again. You know. Pretty decent in the first game, and obviously, uh, and you'll he, probably talk about it, but obviously, we're pretty decent against Tullow as well.
1: Grange Tullow, uh, like if you thought, um, Kilbride and Kilavan was, was hard hitting and a tough game, like. And I can I, I can totally understand the sensibility in putting David Hickey in charge of Tullow and Grange that night because, um, especially down in Fenna, uh, like it, I don't know what it is the difference between the county ground and uh, a kind of a, what feels like a, a club pitch, uh, but mm-hmm. it just everything feels a lot. More um, localized, and um, and the crowd I have to say now, from a, as a neutral uh, looking at it, every block, every run that was checked, everything was getting the cheer uh, uh, from on the sidelines, and it, it made for like a really, really entertaining game. Um, and John Murphy was probably on one leg, and had he been on two legs, I'd say the result could have been slightly different. But in saying that, I have to give credit to Solo, they are. They seem extremely organised. <clears throat> they seem to... The, the, the 15 lads and even the couple of lads that came on, uh, they all seem to know what their job is and, and, and what the the end the, what the, end the supposed product is, is supposed to be. And it makes them really, really uh, difficult to play against. Like, were they eight, ten minutes into the first half with no score and there was no sign of panic whatsoever. They just uh, stuck to their guns. And that's very difficult in a, a local derby like that, Kev.
0: Ah, oh, it is for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And geez, I would have seen that one now, um myself in, in particular. And if you don't mind, I just want to skip back to Adam Kennedy one more time oh, yeah, because there's, there's a there's a couple of uh noteworthy things there. Uh we got a lot of positive feedback on that particular one. He like Adam's very honest. I would have yeah. played with Adam years ago. And uh, I know he went up to collect a trophy one stage and didn't spare <laughs> in spirit Kieran Murphy I think that uh, they've been written off or there was an intermediate final maybe a couple of years ago um, which, is, which is gas so he always he always speaks to mind the other thing he provided was context on that performance like they had two or three practice matches cancelled for, for various reasons which does offer a bit more um, I suppose of an explanation as to why they were so poor first time out and the last thing um, and I won't go into the exact details on it but Adam Kenny has been on a bit of a journey himself and he's playing football when at one stage, it mightn't have looked likely that he'd be playing any sport, and he's still playing very, very well. So I just like to put that maybe on record that it's, it's it's amazing what he's doing, and I think the way he speaks and uh, the leadership he shows, the honesty, it has to it has to get mentioned here, night.
1: Fair play. Uh, I didn't see the Errol Balnaburna game, but I did see I, I've seen both teams playing this stage. So I watched Errol play against Cabride and I've seen Balnaburna beat Clavin. And from looking at those two games, I would have said Balnaburna. Would have put six points in Aerog, and when the result came back, the night I, I actually had to check it again, and I was sure. And that's like, I saw this respect to Aerog, but the team that I seen against Kilbride, uh didn't look even carefully kicking that kind of score. Um, obviously, you guys are tell me now that I, I, obviously didn't know what I was talking about. But um, what like was that a surprising result to see the the the, the gap in in the in those two, okay, uh, Paul? Barfish.
2: Yeah, I, I would have thought so because I suppose when you were looking at the, the, the score to the first game in, in, in the in, the, in the Kilbride game, you were kind of questioning, I suppose, you know, you know, maybe were Kilbride, you know, better than maybe people expected or, you know, why was the score so low in, in, in relation to their rogue? And as you say then, you know, people at the game were kind of going, can't see Airog kicking that. But having said that, like, I'd watched their uh in the Division 2 league final and when they played Clamore down in Fenne, you know, uh, yeah, I was kind of, you know, if you were going into this championship, you'd be saying, you know, who, who are the, the teams you'd be kind of, you know, expecting to do well. Like, they, they'd be up there with the top two or three, no matter what division they're in, you know. Um, So, you know, I, I probably was a bit more surprised with the, the score the first day than maybe the, the score the other day, to be honest with you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Kev, any thoughts on You've been from up around that country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was well, sure, like, I... Yeah, I suppose I can't be a hypocrite and say there was a blatant disregard for um, what do you call it uh, for O'Loughlin without saying there's probably a bit of a disregard for Van too, and mm. I was one of those people disregarding them prior to their first round win or whatever, and because um, they've lost a
1: lot of players, haven't
0: they? Ah, uh, sure. Like, Loney's Lunny, like playing senior championship with Rahimi, and mm. he scored a penalty there actually last week. Ben Dorgan's playing with um, Greg Cullen and doing fairly well over there too. Um. Jackson, Gerty, all those guys—they're—they're they're, yeah. they're serious players, and I'm leaving out a heap. That's just a few. Jamie Loney is another one. I think you um, know these are these are good guys. Like. So, uh, like Arok, second team winning and doing stuff like that though isn't—it's never really a surprise because. Yeah. But I suppose maybe from the point of view, if you look at the age profile of that of that second team, yeah. you know, usually they've got um, a sprinkler of experience, and they still have it to an extent, but they don't have anywhere near that balance. It's it's a very very young side. And that's probably what's um, impressing the most there, like. But that's it. That group is a 50-1 now,
1: this again. Oh, definitely. And um, I think Iroga, the first week out, lost a couple of their intermediate players that got runs with the senior squad. And uh, that shortened them as well. So all the more reason why you, you weren't expecting them to, to beat Balamran by, by six points. And again, back to that, the thing of 14 or 15 points to William game, there's one fourteen 14 uh, Um Uh, And then to go back to to Grange and Tolo, um, uh, Grange now play Navon in a uh, what what ultimately will be a a bottom of the table uh, decider or quarter final place. Um, Judging by going by the the two performances of of both teams, uh, that is an impossible, impossible game to call. If uh, Grange can put a fit John Murphy on the pitch, and maybe. uh, Kieran Pender in the hall of his health as well. Um, they was they will score goals. i, I there's not doubt in my mind about that. In my mind about that. Um, and won they haven't clicked yet. Like, if you want to argue that their their first two games, if if they've been there, um, practice matches, um, they're due, in the same way Fener are due performance. Niven uh, surely are as well. Uh, what do we think, gentlemen? Well, fish, I
0: leave this one to you. But
1: all I say is that fixture went to.
0: Extra time last year, and that was going Park. I think The quarter was a quarter final, really certain it was. Then, what Jordan was beside me, then was over in Australia now having a great time. I see. And uh, I hope he, I hope he, if it's half as good as it looks on Instagram, he's having the time of his life anyway. But <laughs> Jesus, he was under fair pressure, and even that went extra time. It was an absolute cracker. And I'd say this will be will be no different. Like, and I think Grange have to win, but a draw does, Michael. If, right yeah, uh,
1: yep, because they've already a draw, yep. <laughs>
2: Uh, draw those and speaking of Australia I'd say uh, say Michael wouldn't mind dragging Donald Smith or for that one but um, aside from all of that I think um, just looking at the, the games so far I suppose look at your head would probably say Grange to some degree but then you're kind of going well you know you see the, the spirit that sort of uh, Michael are able to build the the further they go on. You know what I mean? Like they're now going to their third game. They've got maybe the game out of the way where they, you know, were only sort of coming together. And then they have had the game against Tom Moore, uh, whereby maybe they started to get some things right. And you'd say, well, if, if they click, uh, you know, in, in the third game, well, they'd be very hard beaten. But I kind of do fancy to some degree Grange as well. I thought it was probably enough in them in, in, in terms of, uh, potential goals which will decide the game you know i think whatever team can maybe hit the net twice maybe uh will win the game i think regardless of of, of the point scoring that goes on you know
1: and uh, let me add a little bit of spice to that by saying that uh naevo and v grange netwatch cullen park on uh on the eighth that's saturday or Sunday. The it is. is, uh, I tell you, do you know what? We have a
0: uh, full round here. I'd actually go down through the whole lot of Mary Dunser because it's and the spice.
1: Broken. Spice is going to add was referee, Marion Hedlund. Hey it? it so, uh, yeah, so yeah, so they're just giving her a tough introduction, absolutely. I'll let her handle
0: it, but geez, that's a yeah, that's a, a sink, sink or swim sink job there. And yeah, but,
1: and when you, when you uh, actually look at the fixtures, the, the other, the other, uh. Three or four games. Uh, the referees haven't even been picked yet, so it's as if she's absolute, She's first choice uh, yeah. <laughs> from here from here on in. You know.
0: You want the fixtures, your or Have you? Do you want to? Yeah. Uh...
1: So in, uh, intermediate. So uh play Kilbride. That's uh, seven o'clock. Network Cullen Park on the eighth. Eighth Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. And then at seven o'clock. Uh, oh, yeah it's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. So then, okay, Balderbarnum play Kilbride Friday night, 7 o'clock. Um, rogue play 11 Friday night, 7 o'clock. That's in the training centre. Um And then uh, Grange and Michel play at half eight in Netwatch Cullen Park. And Clamore and Tullo play at a quarter past four on Sunday in Netwatch Cullen Park. Um, so Friday night and Sunday. Yeah. Maishal and Grange at
2: what time?
1: Michael and Grange is at uh, half eight Friday night, Network Cullen Park. Nice. It'll be all hours coming over. Mm, uh, man, want to and something I wanted, uh, speaking of fixtures and different venues, right? And this weekend is probably one of the most difficult uh, weekends for the organization that is the GA, because um, I was asking Brian O'Neill earlier about this, and he was very kind to come back with, with information on it. But basically, um, to run a double header in Networks Cullen Park, you need between twenty and twenty-five stewards as a, as a minimum. So you've a weekend now where you've you, have, you have Friday night, Saturday night, and and Sunday night, where you have two venues. Uh, and it, it takes twelve stewards to to run a, a double header in Train Centre. So you need you need thirty-five volunteers to be running two venues, plus an event controller and you know your first aid or whatever the case may be. Um, and like I know at times people give out about. Things this that they're not being open or toilets or, or that, but like it takes a serious amount of volunteers. And like, personally, I would find it very, very hard to go and, and steward that a gate and, uh, and, and not be the fella in the stand with the high vis jacket, at least be able to get to see the match. Like, to, to volunteer time and not to get to watch the matches is, uh, I, I think, that deserves huge credit, you know? Yeah, agreed 100%. It is, it is difficult. Uh, she wants to give the whole
0: lot of them done,
1: we? we give the senior oh, and yeah. junior. A? Yeah, senior. Uh, then, um, and I Actually, want to talk about junior A as well in terms of the weekend's action. But in the senior fixture, then so it's Island and Fenna. That's at five o'clock, uh, on Saturday evening in the training centre. Um, and then at the same time, Ra- uh, Rangers and Bannister play playing at Cullen Park. That's five o'clock on Saturday as well. A Rogue and Pal, they play on Sunday at six, and um, that's in the training centre. Uh, yeah, which hey, that's going to be and then uh Raffili and O'Loughlin is in uh Network Schoolland Park at six as well. So they all have to drop at the same time, obviously. So um what well, do want you think... send the
0: twenty five Shores out to
1: Fennelad for air and leave 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 no stewards and or and O'Loughlin, and see what happens. Yeah. But um <laughs> like, do, do, honest but on, like like do you think it matters? Do you think do you think the venue will, will um make a difference to that uh Road game? I like I would I'd hate to riff it. i am honest. Down there. Yeah. One fish.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, th- I think it will. I, I think any game, uh, look at Fenne, it, 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 it's, it's an ideal venue. Look at, we played league final there this year. It's a, it's, it's, it's a good venue. Is it a championship venue? I'm not so sure in the context of, you know, supporters. And look, maybe we're all a bit selfish and we're a bit too spoiled in Dr. Cullen. But it's nice to watch a match from some bit of elevation, you know. Uh, it's tricky watching it on the flat. I presume it'll be on pitch one, obviously, where they, uh, there's some element of fencing anyway. So, um. You know, i I d I'd imagine that's where it'll be. I think I think I think it definitely brings a different atmosphere. I think there's definitely a different atmosphere down there. Um weather wise I presume it'll probably be okay. But of course, you know, bad weather affects uh, affects there a lot worse than than maybe it would in Dr. Cullen, particularly wind, you know, it can be tricky enough down there. I think the weather forecast is probably okay for the weekend. Uh but I do think it brings a different dynamic to it. Who will it suit is the question, really. Who would it suit more right. or are A-Rogue, are A Rogue you know happier playing in, you know, the 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 bit of a cauldron that's Dr. Cullen or you know uh, will Pal be happy to kind of uh maybe get a rogue out of there? I don't know. I don't know to be honest with you. I, I suppose remember,
0: a, sorry yeah. for going across your ball, but I can't remember the last time wrote played outside Dr. Cullen Park.
1: Like the I, Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember Pal playing out there against I think it was Bon ran a few years ago, right? but hmm. um and someone will correct me on that probably, but it
1: Obviously it wasn't a game of a standout anyway that I can't remember, but you know. Um... well actually I, I now just you say, Kev, Kill uh, Rangers played a rogue in Bagnallstown in twenty twelve, was it? Maybe. And Rangers pushed him close. That I remember James Hickey was playing. Um uh so it could be it could be twenty twelve. But I'll never forget Rafidi playing Kilbride down in, in Kilavan and uh and Kilbride turned Raffidi over. Uh small tight pitch absolutely suited them it was, it was like playing in braid like you know and um it it, uh, it definitely makes a difference i i would think the venue gives pal the edge um and when Aero people are watching this layer, back there layer on they'll go what does Donahue who know uh, but like it just would seem to me that it'd be something that uh, that might suit them um should we move on to junior a
0: yeah, and yeah. you know what? As soon as you're talking about venues, it's probably not a bad segue because down in Ballon the there on Thursday evening for yeah. Lofton Bridge and the Fighting Cocks, and it was savage.
1: It was really ra- the good. Where was the camera
0: um, set? Uh, so John Nolan's got it's not a high pod tower or something similar. That joke that is literally on the sideline and it just beams up straight into the sky about, I don't know, I wouldn't be great at estimating approximate distances, but it goes up a fair bit into the sky, the height of a floodlight nearly. Yeah. And then beams down because it was like uh, it was like the San was, Zero, wasn't it? It was class, yeah. it was absolutely class. Um,
1: yeah. and, and obviously, Sean O'Brien, uh, well, two famous uh heads in it, you know, Sean O'Brien and Pat Moran, uh, both involved. <laughs> now, <laughs> if I thought those guys were, were going to meet, I wouldn't have thought it would have been in a junior football match, but um, but uh, <laughs> Kev, you were at tell us, tell us the crack.
0: Sure, so had, had a bit of everything, like it, it it had a bit of everything. It was old school, talented games, so like that's that's a localish enough derby as well. Like, there you're, you're over in the Cox 10 or 15 minutes from from Loughlin. so um, it always it always has a bit of a I was at the corresponding fixture last year over in the Cox, and physical games always tough, hard physical games. And sure, if you want one of those, well, better man than Pat More to ref so um, and I, I like, do you know what, right. Uh, I got first out Pat you know what you get from Pat so just roll with it right it's he doesn't he doesn't take nonsense the more you go on to him the least like you are to you, if you have a joke and have a laugh enjoy the game you got on fine and there was one stage where Aiden Lillis was going through on goal it was 100% foul but he also made sure he was going to be foul if that makes sense and I'm convinced that's the reason he wasn't giving the decision and I just laughed because I, was like, I, I couldn't get that like even though I was against uh, the own club or whatever um, but uh, gen- genuinely, on another night, I have to say this thing. Like, on another night, it could have been three or four eight cars. But um, I'd be of that kind of uh, mindset that you give a lad the benefit any of doubt anyway. Probably because this disciplinary record wasn't always exemplary. But your championship games, I'd, I'd I'd let a little bit go. Maybe maybe some lads have said uh, it's a it's a bit too much to be uh, to be letting go. But um, yeah, it was. It was an enjoyable contest. Look, as you said, Sean O'Brien was in full forward first second minute, first ball went in. God pivot over the bar. He did look rusty after that. Have to be honest. Um, simple things like soloing, hop. The ball was getting away in him a few times, but you can see what he capable of. You can see mm. what he has. Alan Quigley was the man playing a Um, He was he was magnificent in the game. I think he got one six. Probably could have ended up with two six or two seven. Um, and should we know what he's capable of? Like they, they have, they really go forwards. Like they have Target man and O'Brien, Matty Dowling is another edgeless wonder. As the years go on, he's still producing the goods. Uh, Quigley, they're a good side. Like I, I really, really impressed by them. And I had a feeling when I heard Morris Brown, Tony Wilder was involved. I thought, oh, right there's something different about them
1: now this year. You know, what's a uh, major team like that would that, like that that matters? But like senior clubs would would probably look for in the future. Like you know.
0: Yeah, and Brian, there's a point on this, actually, because I know we were chatting about it, and I'd like to bring it on onto the podcast. I was saying to you about the moment between Liam Brennan. Now, Liam Brennan, you know he's after being with the county, right? He's, he goes up, and he, he caught ball after ball over the middle of the field. He was immense. But <laughs> I think it was about 10 or 12 minutes into the second half, the cocks at the 45, and he just goes, who's on 14, who's on 14? To Sean and Brian, obviously. Now, Brian pushed him twice. The second one, fairly heavily, maybe with a close fist as well, right? And he and he went flying. And I was like, Jesus, this is going to be saucy. So Leem stayed on him as the ball came in over the top. Rose above him caught this ball and sure, the whole crowd lifted. And 20 minutes left and Lachlan Bridge didn't score until about 18 of that out of 20. So two minutes to go. So that was, that was the moment that was going to change the whole game if they went up and got a score after. It didn't. O'Brien had the last laugh. It was a great moment. But the reason we say this now, Dunzer, you felt that Brendan Murphy get the same treatment. So, Brendan playing for us in Carroll, we love it, right? But when he's playing for Raffili and something goes against him,
1: it lifts oh, the opposition.
0: And that's yeah. going to be the same with Sean O'Brien. I couldn't agree more with you when you said
1: it to me. I'll, I'll never forget, uh, two, is it two years ago? Um, Jamie kick out, was it Raffili kick out? And Jamie Clark jumped above Brendan and pulled pull the ball over his head. And like the the, the crowd were up and like rightly so sure it was it was a serious piece of feel a great piece of skill like but even more so to do it against uh this you know former professional athlete and you know uh, it, it it does like as as Paddy O'Shea used to said to the Westmead boys it lifts the opposition you know that famous mm. uh uh speech and right, right. yeah and it, it's grandice yeah and like the, um like every every team that has that standout talisman like it's the same say if 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 it's a rogue and someone blocks down Sean Gannon or 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 someone puts a block down on on the county man or whatever team it is um there is no like better lift uh uh for the team that puts in that that block, you know? Um it nearly makes it uh it nearly puts that that person then that county man or that that main target player it puts an awful lot of pressure on them to not make a mistake. You know, you can forgive the fella making his debut, the, the Liam Gavins or the, the Brandon Kellys or um, the... I'm trying to think... Tom, well, Tom Pollard's played a long time now, but the lad making his debut is allowed to get away a few mistakes, you know, but the, mm. the stand-up fella can't, like, you know. Um, Ryan, the other thing it is, though, Brian, is it's the biggest compliment you're going to ever get paid if you
0: want to flip that and think about it a different way. Because mm-hmm. if that's what the opposition think when you don't do well, it means you're obviously a pretty good fucking player. Yeah. So, oh, you know,
1: it's all, it's all a bit of psychology, I guess, too. Yeah, and it, if it happened to me, I'd be crying. Yeah. Oh, I, fish.
2: I think everybody should aspire to be hated by the opposition because you're obviously doing something right. <laughs> 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 everybody should be aspiring to be. <laughs> no question about <laughs> yeah.
1: Um Kev, I loved your headline on the um, the Blues game with Tinou Island. Uh, too old, too slow. Uh, two Was it 2-4? Um, yeah. Uh, well, carefully. Carefully. I've got I've got to be honest
0: now, that was that's a borrowed a borrowed phrase from um Dale O's Hurling Pod before, okay. before I went behind the paywall. Uh, it was TJ Ryan it should be there if someone was quick searching into Twitter. TJ Ryan was talking by his brother Donny and uh, someone had said in the paper the week before the game that he was too old or whatever, he shouldn't be playing. So he's walking off the field and he goes, Hey Donnie Ryan, too old, too slow, too far. You just gotta stick that. <laughs> So whenever I saw that, and, and thanks, I should say thanks to him and Bourne as well, he's been sending in some reports to us, which is which is really helped us. It's, it's very hard to get, to get everywhere. Thanks to you as well, Dunzer and Bambi and all the boys that help us out in that regard. But, uh, like, Mark Carpenter, I don't want to put an exact edge on him because I don't know his exact edge, but he must be the wrong side of 40. Like, well oh, into definitely. the wrong side of 40. Is in closer to 50, oh, That's oh, what I
1: mean. Fish, you must know. He must be. He must be. <laughs>
2: no ah. <laughs> so I, I, I think he's forty than fifty, but he's over forty certainly and uh i don't i don't think this even the age is 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 the determining factor it's the amount of the amount of football and hours that he's put in in his life uh in, in as much as as, as his age uh, i seen him playing uh maybe two years ago in 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 Tullough. came on just you know cute. You know, did everything right. You know, played got a handy free or two. You know, managed to sort of hang on to an arm as he was going by, and all of the all of the good traits that you need. And you know, kicking two four there. Look at regardless, it's 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 uh, what uh, what level it's at. It's it's adult football and two four. At, at, at that age is is, is pretty impressive.
1: Sure. I just threw him into Google there for the crack, and one of the headlines is coming up is uh, he captained Carlo against um doesn't say who but in may 2006 so i mean if we allow for him to be 30 in 2006 that puts him uh, uh, a fairly ad- advanced football in age at this stage but uh he, I, he's he's great and i suppose it's um obviously it's that was the blues against Horizon's second team um but like, I has on my numbers that a and second team is a is an outfit to be to be reckoned with, like, you know, oh, um, they are,
0: Brian. Brian. In fairness, they are. And like, uh, just a couple of things on Carpenter, it was the very first podcast we ever did was with Mark Carpenter, uh, and it was an exceptional listen. It was, it was really good. Uh, shameless plug to, for people to go back and, and listen to it, but he was, he was he was quality, he's still he's quality on the field and quality off the field. Carol English and Barry English, of course, are. Are rallying to the cause there as well, and mm. the Blues are now in a position like they have locked Lachlan Bridge next week. I wouldn't be surprised to turn them over. And Tin Ryland are, as you say, a serious side. The thing that we're forgetting over here, Ballin could be a silent assassin on the far side, as could St. Yeah. Mullins. Like Ballin, are after getting two wins, probably two expected wins mm. over, um, be over pal- six and pal- the weekend. yeah, yeah, now St. Mullins have kind of. Got over, it could be similar to, to Michael. Actually, they've got the first game out of the way, which they weren't overly impressive in. They disposed of all Auckland, now they've got a win. Like mm-hmm. all the talk is in this in, in this first group with, with uh, the Cox, Lachlan, the for and Blues for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. The four teams you just named out, but it's not to say that a winner won't come from the far side. There's yeah. there's uh, there's teams of good uh, good quality on that as well. And I think the junior a championship is a uh, is a would you know from last year it is a tough championship to win and there are some really good footballers in it. You know what I
2: mean? Um, no, no question. I think it, like it's, you know, you find yourself in Junior A, like there's no guarantees that you're going to be back. And I know maybe, you know, the Blues and, and others who may have been at the, the higher levels who found themselves in it. There's no guarantee. It's very, very tough to get out of it. Um, you know, it's you know, like Lockham Bridge, to be fair, you know, but for, Sort what happened maybe at the end of the drawn game, you know, bit of magic. You know, you'd be intimidated, and we'd be down there trying to get out of it against the Blues and various others. You know, so it's a uh, it's not a gimme for anybody, any team.
1: Just to touch on the junior B uh, lads, it uh, obviously um, looking at the result there the weekend, they look like they have to be uh, favourites. Um, obviously, during the final last year, um, can anybody put up to them this year? Do we think? Mm, same reaction as Fisher, uh, and
0: for anyone that's listening and not looking at it, we're like, mm, don't think so. <laughs> the, the, the real impressive thing, Fisher, I, I, and Brian, I think about ask it is the, the two two adult teams fielding this year, and the culmination of the work being done underage is now starting to to bear fruit. Uh, I think they will win Junior B, and they uh, they may well get um, they may well get a, a double hop. I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of years that you see them. Whenever they do come up, contestant to go inter again, like I haven't seen um, a whole lot of Fury playing, but Fury is supposed to be right bit of stuff altogether. He was in the county panel again the end of the year, hmm. so uh, yeah, I don't know. Fish, you reckon can stopped? I don't think so.
2: Well, uh, in fairness, uh, I I seen him a bit with the uh, with the twenties, and you know he's he's an athlete. There's no question about that. Uh, and you know you know playing junior B, if you've if you've uh, if you've a couple of athletes. Uh, who are able to carry the ball. It'll make a it massive, massive difference to 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 the end result there. I don't see anyone beating, to be honest. Uh, but you know, obviously they 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 beat Clamore by a uh, a good score uh, the other night. Um, you know, numbers and all that kind of thing is difficult, I suppose, with with a lot of clubs who are feeling uh, feeling second team. So I think they'll probably be the strongest in it, whatever they. Do.
1: And isn't isn't that the crucial point? that like there's a sense of natural. um uh, levitation there in terms of they're the only team in that division or in, in the junior B championship who are, it's, it's their first team. And yeah. in, in one sense, you know, you would expect them to be junior A. And in another sense, it's no harm maybe to put that little bit of pressure on them and say, look, it's, it's time you made to step up because um I'm sure like there's some very, some very, very, very proud asking people. Um, uh, and I, I know, um Ronan's dad was a, a clamour man originally with Donnelly, uh Frank was a great clamour man. Um but the uh you've no, there's no doubt in my mind they want to be uh junior A. Like I remember when I started riffing, Asker were intermediate and there was like they were people were expecting them at that stage to be looking for a promotion like, you know, and Ronan obviously was still playing at that time and um uh, I can't think of the rest of the place Johnny Kevnet, geez, right. So you think of it like, yeah. do you know they've had talent? Uh, uh I know, and I have to mention my colleague, um, uh, Fintan Feely, and he, uh, I, I know he uh roots for Ask, and he roots for Oak and he roots him as well. Let me tell you, but um, <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, I think his brother Jack plays plays centre field for them as well. So I have to give them mentioned. Um, would it be? I, I say we're heading close to the end, Kev. You might, I mean. Yeah, I think could there, I be yeah. so bold, right? To go from junior B up so junior B group two, uh, Erograph, Philly, Baggistown, Uh, can we each pick two teams to come out of that group going into this weekend? Can oh, jeez. Uh, I think to make it fair on you, Aero and Philly are both our um, oh, sorry, no, they've we're not sorry, we're, we shouldn't do junior B yet because they've only played one each. Yeah, so it wouldn't be fair to be calling. So we'll let you off the hook on that one. right? We'll go to Junior A. Is that fair? Yeah, happy over that. A little bit happier, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> right, so Junior A, group two. So you've uh, Ballin are on top with four. Pal, second on two points. Sam on two. And O'Loughlin are on bottom, uh, no points as of yet. Uh, Fisher, give us two out uh, of that group to go through this again.
2: Uh, You'd have to say Ballin, anyway. I know that uh, I think Kevin might have mentioned it. There might have been uh, sort of dark horses there. Um so Bullens have probably
0: got the hang of it. Um so maybe Ballin and St. Mullins. Kev. Okay. Sure. Yeah, sir Ballin, you're probably thinking Ballin well sir, it's an interesting fixture now at, at the weekend, but I'd say Ballin straight through. Yeah. And then um Sir St. Mullins and uh a pal The other side uh it's kind oh, of hold on.
1: don't go skipping you didn't now commit. Which two did you say? Huh? But there's three going over. There's one to the semi and there's two to the quarters. Now that tells me to shut up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh the other
0: like the other side, uh, the Cox are already gone through to the semi. So they yeah. can't be they can't they be can't caught. Crash. That correct and, yeah. and the are in relegation Like so it's, it's a case of second second and third there. Um I'd worry a little bit for, for Loughlin Bridge after that little defeat and the blues that are coming off um that win. With yeah. the back backing the whole lot. And like Lachlan weren't impressive, I believe, in their win over Tin Island. Like that was yeah. you know, they were disappointed with their performance, even though they won. So um the Blues, I hate to say it, I'd say the Blues could end up second there. I wouldn't be surprised on you. Lachlan now, the others are geez, it's a it's a minefield now. You're going <laughs> as you go up the, as you go up the grades, it becomes a bit more of a minefield. Yeah. Um Fish. You want to ask, aren't you?
2: I gotta go for Locks and Bridge in that one to be honest. My God, the man possible, couldn't possibly couldn't his own could he?
0: <laughs> Well I did it, I did it last year again the Cox and, and the Sick of Me, so maybe there's a bit of a... throw that superstition you get into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Oh. We move on then to the intermediate. Uh where is it here? So group two is uh, is Tolo Clamore, Myshall, and Grange? So, obviously, um, we talked a lot about it. Uh, the who do you fancy to fish? You said you fancy you're on the balance, you kind of said Grange to beat Nivon, is that right? Yeah, Kev. Mm, I
0: think Grange might, yeah, just about there, just about. And I think the other fixture for me at the minute that is probably a naive thing to say I haven't seen Irog in the flesh but I think St. Patrick's and Clubmore are two standout teams mm-hmm. in the thing Um yeah give a narrow shout probably to to Clumore, maybe okay. yeah now to, there's, to... A, there's a bit of a catch there yeah so they have to like a draw D'Otolo to get straight through right in saying that yeah. yeah just to recap yeah yeah, yeah. And that—that's not something you wouldn't rule out in that one. But i, I would give Clamore a narrow, very, very narrow nudge. But I like what I see with Hullo.
1: Well, I have far too many potential voters in all those villages, so I ain't picking anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can, I can do a little bit more in on this one because there's less. So in Group One, um. Erogue sitting on top with four, Balnabrana uh second with uh two, and then you've killed and thank you, Siri, for strain will uh page. Uh yeah, so then and Kildavan and Kilbride. Kilbride are up against it. I think we can all agree there. Now there's no if there's a team that would love to be up against it, it's uh it's Kilbride. Um but uh they would even if they went on two points, they um they wouldn't. Um, they can't advance. I'm right in scenario, aren't they? it depends. Yes. I think
0: it depends if if because if Kildavin were to get a result, if Kildavan even draw, um, then if Kilroy were to win against Balbronn, they'd actually get them on the head. Head.
1: They would. Mm. Okay, so it's you know, it's hard to play for there. It's odd yeah. to play for. Uh, if you're to pick two to come over, would you? Or, or sorry, would you pick if you're to pick three to come over? Would you go with the way it is the moment? Eirik eleven.
0: Mm, yeah just about necessarily in that
1: order but yeah Kilbride are
0: like I love Stephen Curry's interview the other day by the way and and certainly isn't that what it's all about like you see the the kid in in the arm and uh, I liked I really really enjoyed that one I have to have to say and I mean he was so pleased at how they he wasn't too disappointed over losing obviously he was going to be disappointed but Mm -hmm. he was pleased by the the effort and the manner in which they went down as he said they died with their boots on or whatever um, I don't suspect that Balorvana. Um, like I'd be on the verge of nearly saying he'll ride. I think he'll ride with a good chance in this, to be honest. With you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, but I think yeah, when it's all said and done, the three teams in
1: well, whatever order, without being too particular exact. Um, yeah. you just reminded me of something there. Um, we were chatting a few minutes ago about the, the county man, and when he gets blocked down or he gets tackled or whatever. Dara the other day, I should have mentioned him earlier. Uh, I think he scored one six. Um. Like he was absolutely, he died with his boots on for his club. He was absolutely immense, right? But he's a fierce, popular fella. Like there was, um, there was times where he he got knocks and and as bad into him, but there was no big ironic cheers from from Calavan. And there's ever a crowd who would want to to maybe Jurek and Bray fella, it might be the Calavan fellas, but Dara just seems to be one of these fierce, likable fellas, and he's a super footballer as well. He curled over one. uh free right out on the sideline understand uh 45 maybe 46 meters out and like it was just uh child's play to him like you know fish out of that group uh I,
2: I, i think the way it is is probably the way it's going to end up in fairness you have to as i said be earlier full respect for for kilbride i just think they might end up going to the well just a bit one time too many now maybe this time but um you know i i think they'll acquit themselves very well the weekend barring some sort of a mathematical miracle I don't think they can go through really can
1: they? Uh, Cabrade? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: No, yeah again it's 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 they're relying it's on Calavan to be they're relying on Erok yeah. to be 11 They're relying on 11 to be Iraq. 11 to Klaven be Calav. Calavan to get, to get yeah, a fight at
0: sorry, least sorry, against Iraq. Um that's that seems to be what they what they need. Like these, these jokes, it it's you know what. As much as they've given out about the structure of this challenge in the past, the way things have panned out, um, it's it's proven to be quite interesting. So this hell, year. yeah, definitely. yeah, it really is. Now this next one is going to really torment us, isn't it? We thought we were getting out of the gap, and now we're you're Jesus, lad. What way do you go with the senior, like the know? senior?
1: So group group one, uh, Rangers, Turn Island, Town Fennet. We know Fennet are gone, um, and we know that the. So they they play um, Tin Ryland and we know the score Tin Ryland uh, potentially put up on them and there's no respect to defend but the expectation is that Tyrone will win that but that score is not going to matter if we end up in a situation where you've um, you've teams on two points. No, that that doesn't come into it. Sorry, sorry, I'm talking nonsense. That doesn't come into it because all we're looking at here is the the order of the top three. I'm right. Yeah, it would That's also be the scary. most surrendering thing in the world for Fenner to go and beat them. Sorry, really scores of a job.
0: <laughs> yeah, well sure it it has things like that have happened in the past, so like, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, but sure. Yeah, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Um
1: I'd would yeah, you fancy Rangers like, to, to beat Bagnestone? Uh mm. I don't want to get clear co.
0: No, I wouldn't think it's clear. Caught like just to provide context, like to see some of the scores by his own kick the other night, yeah. whenever, whenever they were, like they were, they were forced to, to shoot from difficult enough angles at times, and Robbie Kane's in particular were, were sweet ones. Um,
1: and are, are the Clarks fit? Jamie played the
0: other day, yeah. Shane played the other day, and mm. Shane must have a fast enough car because he was in trouble all end after, <laughs> um, but um. Maybe he was in helicopter and all, but he's he's fairly fit too. He could have ran up to it. Um But no, like I, mm, I would not be surprised. buying won
1: that one. Actually, to be honest i think give Byneson and Nod in that one. Yeah. yeah, that put them on four. Tyrone would be on five if to beat Venna and Rangers would be on three. So and they'd go. So they'd go through. Then if that was to happen, it would be. um uh to Ryan top the group, Biden Town second and, and Rangers third. Uh Fish, what do you think? You can go along with that? Well,
2: uh, to be honest, I think I think Baghdad probably might just have enough in the forward line, I think, maybe to uh to trouble Rangers. Uh to right and Fena, obviously, you know, uh obviously know their fate. Um, so it kind of depends on what sort of mindset they're going into that with, you know, are they kind of gonna wait and kind of Maybe that's not the match to peak in now. Maybe the match to peak in is uh, coming further down the line. I don't know, um, but you know, uh, any team on this day, if they've, uh, if you know, they want to build a bit of momentum um, and ensure that maybe they're in uh, a good place for the survival battle, they could turn over to Ryland, But you'd expect possibly Ryland to prevail. And yeah.
1: and then, uh, okay, the the it was called out as the group of death when the balls came out of the, the hat or the, the the slips came out of the cup when the draw was made. Um, literally anything could happen in, in the other group. Uh, Pal, you to put some points on the board, uh, play a rogue. It's out in the train centre. Fish, how are you calling that one?
2: Um, I think Pal have a lot more to play for, obviously. They're um, in a... Sort of an unhappy position, I suspect, after the first two games. So I, I'd, I'd expect a bit of a kick in them. Maybe Pal, I think, for that.
0: Quivine. I'm going to go I, I Yeah, it's... Obviously, there is a kick in Pal, but traditionally, bar the odd exception to the rule, um, kick Eirog all the like, Eirog don't care about Pal. And that's not anything against them. They do not give a shit about them. And it's like when and play Greg over here and they're going to play in a few weeks' time. And it might be the one that and beat Greg in. And it's like when Carlo play Leash, Leash don't give a shit about Carlo. Because they know no matter how good Carlo are, that they'll have that bit of belief that they're going to win. And this could come back to haunt me badly next week. But I feel <laughs> I feel a rogue probably will um just about. And the other one I I think that's going to be tight. The other one, it always is. Sure, when when does Rafferty ever piss all over Old Auckland or or vice versa? No matter what way things go, obviously Rafferty are in a bit of form. But I think that really that win for Auckland gives them uh, a bit of momentum as well and a bit of a pep in their step. They they don't care about Rafferty either. They never did, Brian. Like you know that as well as anyone. Uh, mm-hmm. I I suspect that might might be tight. So I actually think that could be a draw. I'm going to go with a draw on that one. And they're all going one.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because there, there's history there. Uh, Rafi Lee drew in uh June 2010, June 13. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's, there's there's history there. Uh, fish, uh, Rafi uh, O'Loughlin, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think in fairness to O'Loughlin, they probably, uh, you know, if the uh, if the previous result is to count for anything, you know, they really need to put in a performance again back to back, really. Uh, but I, 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 t- I think Rafi just they just looked that little bit level above the rest of the team so far, so I, I'd expect Raphael even.
1: Checks in the post. Thanks, Fish. Um, <laughs> well, that concludes it then. Um, Kevin, <laughs> there's any... Lester's any uh, uh, what was that, Fish? Fish up, or... fish sense up there. Know. Go on ahead,
2: Fish. It's post-even, so, you know, I'm hardly going to go against it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, listen, uh, just to say it, uh, Kev, thanks for for. Um, letting me uh, in, into the driving seat this evening. And I hope you enjoyed getting to contribute rather than have to, to uh, be the one asking the questions. Uh, Fish, thanks. Paul Byrne, thanks a million for uh, coming on. Uh, great to have a, a fresh voice and a, a lovely fresh young face as well uh, on, the, on the screen. Um, lads, we're in for a serious weekend of uh of football action. Um, I know we Kev, there's talks of maybe we'll do something mad and try cover as many games as possible, but uh, I suppose watch this space and we'll uh, we'll see you all uh, over the weekend and, and uh, next Monday night. Over well, now, my top job done, sir. thank you. See you all.
0: The left wing backs coverage of Fun the job. Carlo Football Championships is brought to you in association with Talba Fitness Carlo, Connolly's Top Line Bidenstown, Scats Bouncing Castles, JJ Services Tullo. Seamus Bourne Electrical, your number one for pitch floodlighting installation. Lanos Takeaway Bidenstown, PFT Travel, the Arboretum Garden Centre, Ray Wheeling Limited, Art Spas, and Caro Electrical Services.